In the early 2000s, a 66-ton whale died and washed ashore on the southwestern coast of Taiwan. Two weeks later, authorities decided to truck the dead whale to a laboratory to perform an autopsy. It took 50 men and three cranes 13 hours to hoist the whale onto a flatbed and drive it away. People poured into the streets to see this spectacle as the whale carcass made its way from town to town. Well, as the truck traveled through one city with crowds looking on, the whale exploded. The insides of the whale hit everything. Cars, people, local shops. Traffic was stopped for hours. The smell was unbearable. No one saw that coming. Isn't that just like our life sometimes, too? We're going about our business as usual, and then a whale explodes. Something totally unexpected hits our lives. We're left confused and hurt with lots of why questions. Why did she leave me? Why did he have to die so young? Why did we have to lose so much money? Why did our child continue to hurt us and cause us pain? Why is this sin plaguing me right now? Why is this happening to me? Why me, Lord? Why? As we continue our sermon series tonight, we come to St. John chapter 18, and we meet a man named Malchus, the servant of the high priest, as John the Gospel writer tells us, who had something very unexpected happen to him too that night. For some context, it's Thursday evening. Jesus has just finished celebrating the Passover with his disciples and instituting his supper. And then he goes to the Garden of Gethsemane to pray with his disciples. Not too far away, a band of soldiers and officers from the chief priests and the Pharisees are gathering together with lanterns and torches and weapons. And at the head, charging them right to Jesus, is Judas, the betrayer. Then the chaos commences as the two groups come together. And in the middle of the chaos, Malchus was minding his own business. And before he knew it, the whale exploded. Something unexpected happened. His right ear was cut off by St. Peter. No one saw that coming. What a bloody mess that was. How often, again, do messes suddenly appear in our lives? I think we can come up with plenty of messes right now, those whales ready to explode. On a societal level, we have global war, raising gas prices, raising food prices, general unrest in every sector of life. That's enough to make us crawl into a hole right there. And then go into the personal things of our lives, those personal whales, those personal messes. I'm not going to sit here and expound upon it. You know the messes in your own life, the things that you wish weren't there. When we come upon these unexpected messes, what's our first reaction? Do we ask the question, why, shaking our fist? Do we maybe scramble to find a fix or to clean up the mess? For the societal messes, do we consult our financial advisor? Maybe stockpile some food and resources, create an emergency plan. For the personal messes, do we call our attorney? Maybe check our bank account, tighten that budget, 
if you go to counseling or therapy or rehab. See, when we are faced with a mess, popular wisdom always tells us to seek control, gain control of the situation. In our human struggle, that's a natural reaction. We think that we have to find the solution to the problem and then implement that solution. We think we have to face every exploding whale, every unexpected situation, every mess, by taking absolute control of it. There's one major problem with popular wisdom. It doesn't exactly work. Because we are not the ones in control. As much as we like to think that we are, and as much as we like to act like we are, we are not in control. Our God is in control, always. And we can see that pretty clearly in our gospel lesson tonight as well. Judas and the Jews and the Romans, they appear to be running things as they happen in the garden, right? They have the manpower, they have the element of surprise, but they only appear to be in control. Christ is really the one in control of the situation. And how? In the midst of the chaos, Jesus steps forward and willingly hands himself over to be arrested. Verse 4 tells us, Jesus, knowing all that would happen to him, came forward. He willingly gave himself up to the authorities. And earlier in John's Gospel, Jesus says, no one takes my life from me. I lay it down of my own accord. John 10, 18. See, though the powers of darkness rise against our Lord and full throttle, full speed, he still remains in control of the situation. So let's learn a lesson from that. When the unexpected chaos and the pain and the frustration and the sadness enters your life, Stop, take a step back, assess the situation, don't react too quickly, don't try to control the situation with how you see fit in the moment, especially even if you haven't asked your Lord in prayer, gone to him to see how to handle the situation. Instead, give your mess to your savior. Give it to the one who holds all things in his hands. Cast your burdens and your cares upon him. He wants you to. He tells you to. Put them on his shoulders. Trade in your control for Christ's calm. Take the truth of God's promises found in the Holy Scriptures that he cares for you in all things and that you can now rest in that good news and that joy and the fact that he remains in control always for he has purchased you to be his own. You are his. He is responsible for you. Think of it this way. When parents send their children to camp, they usually have to sign a waiver, right? One of those forms that they have to say who's the responsible party if something happens. So if Johnny breaks his arm or Susie breaks out in hives, who's the camp counselor gonna call to come and get the child, to care for the child in that situation? Well, again, naturally, it's going to be the parent or the guardian who signs the form. Well, Christ signed his name for us, and he wrote it in his own blood that was shed on Calvary's cross. 
When we were baptized, Jesus took full responsibility for us. So when the whale explodes in our life, when the unexpected happens, we can turn to the one who has responsibility for us. And we can rely on his faithfulness to see us through the situation. Because Christ is the teacher, we are the disciples. Christ is the bridegroom, we the bride. Christ is the shepherd, and we the sheep. He stands there calm and collected, ready to forgive, to renew, to strengthen us, to bring us through the wounds and the sins and the chaos and the messes of this earthly life. Now, it's not always going to be easy, nor does it always happen in the way that we expect it to or want it to or hope it to happen. But he promises, nevertheless, to be faithful to his children. Now, that doesn't mean, again, that we just stand there and don't act in the situation at all. We should act. But we need to act by faith, with trust. Act after prayer to our Lord. Act like we truly believe that he has us in the palm of his hand, ready to deliver us according to his good and gracious will. Because when the whales of this life do explode, Jesus delivers perfect peace in the middle of that mess. He reaches out his hand and he heals us. If you don't believe me, just ask Melchus from the reading. So whether you are heading for a mess in your life or you're in the middle of one, or you just came out of one, if the whale is about to explode or already has exploded, no matter what, you don't have to be hopeless or helpless. You don't have to be anxious or faithless. You can stay calm. You can trust. You can cry out in prayer to your Lord. You can rest in the truth and promises of his word. Your whys can become hows as you trust your Savior to work all things out for your good, even if you can't again always see it. Ask your God in prayer, how, O Lord, are you working this mess out for my good? How, O Lord, are you using this to strengthen my faith? And in turning over control to Jesus, you can and will receive that perfect peace that he delivers back to you. You can receive that balm and healing that we sang about in the hymn, that he freely gives to you as his beloved children. You can rest in Christ who was wounded and afflicted for you so that he could give you comfort in your earthly wounds and afflictions, making them whole again. And then having that balm and healing, that great comfort of the cross in your life, you can go out and speak that same comfort, that same restoration, that same truth to the neighbor around you to the family member or friend who is hurting, who is in the middle of the chaos and mess of this life. But the message of Christ crucified and risen is spiritual balm. It is spiritual healing. Healing from the wounds of our sins, healing from the sinful mess of the world around us. It is the most comforting message that you can ever deliver. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.